on this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast. It's 100! We're watching Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. music we are back and you know what i we're just gonna we're just gonna start this with some music Jesus it's a celebration boys it <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah it's episode 100 tonight gentlemen and i I don't even know where to begin. Uh, holy shit. Yep. I mean, what holy else? Shit. What else do you say? Jim, I mean, let's let's think back to... Yeah, to, you two. The initial... Let, let, yeah. yeah. Let's go back, what, probably three years here. Well, just and, think... Yeah. I like a reflection from you two, maybe 99 episodes after you guys did whatever Nightmare on Elm Street was, the first one. I I'll think. tell you. I'll tell you. And, and Jim, you go after me here, but I recently listened to... The first episode again, just to be like, okay, where we came from, and we're here still holds now. Up, right? It's amazing. Like Jim, we put so much dedication into that movie, and like, I don't, I don't know. It just, it just feels like so long ago. It was only like two years ago. Um, but I also, before we introduce the guest, who I, everybody knows that Adam's here. So Adam, what's up? <laughs> Welcome yeah. to episode one hundred. Couldn't have one hundred without Adam. Yeah. No, hundred. And love it. And I want to see if this will work. Um, I I have a nice little uh, shout out. There's plenty of other ones, but this is from Ben, and it kind of ties to what we were just talking about. Scott, Jim, Anthony, it's Ben, your favorite guest host and former coworker. Could not be more excited for you guys in your hundredth episode. I remember our initial conversations about the pod at the lunch table, and I want to be honest, I didn't think you'd ever see this day. So congrats. <laughs> Love hearing from you guys each week. And can't wait for the next 100 or 200 or however long you guys can keep this going. Yeah. Uh, Let's I mean, go. Awesome, awesome by Ben. Um, I will be putting some some guest uh, shout-outs in the episode in some editing. But this is really cool. Um, like, obviously, I, I'd like to say 200 and 300 will be no problem. This is a lot. Like, to get to 100 is more than surprising to me for sure it's a marathon like, not a sprint a hundred percent and and like this is this is i know we're maybe talking to like 25 people i give the joke of seventy thousand. obviously we don't have seventy thousand, but yes we do thank you to all the seventy thousand yeah. listeners <laughs> we we appreciate you all taking so much time to listen so many yeah. people but you know i i figured the best way you know we can start this episode is just you know saying saying cheers to you boys uh this is cheers to this is cheers to 
100 episodes to let's hope for how many more i don't know 1000 should that be the goal like i have no idea but cheers to that beautiful bring out the gimmicks tonight (laughs) we have to so i (laughs) I did say this is redundant i say it all the time everyone's a milestone but some (sighs) of them mean a little more yeah this falls under that category probably more than any of the ones so far oh full disclosure full disclosure i plan to chug a beer in that moment i have a coors banquet this is not a good beer guys this well, is not a good beer. Good chugging beer, that's for no. Me. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. Um, Jim, let's. How about you? Let's think back to to ninety nine ago. How, how does it feel to be to a hundred? Um, feels really great. We I feel as though we've actually accomplished something. You know, in the last two years. Granted, we're not quite at the two year mark yet. We, I think we no. got what four episodes to hit that. Yep. Um. You know, but everyone's a milestone, like Anthony says, but number 100 is special, especially when we plan to do every 50, we were going to do one of the Lord of the Rings, too, you know, and this is one of, I think, a special favorite for all three, or all four of us, I should say, because Adam's here with us tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I felt like we, we, you know, we couldn't do it without Adam. Adam also was at the the lunch table many times when we had these discussions of doing this, too, uh, so he remembers some of those conversations with oh, Ben yeah. involved as well. Um, I think originally I, I had said I would be a full member, but then, you know, I had kids and I said I could really make it work every week. But I love being on when you guys will have me. People's yeah, lives change. That's just the way it works. You have the, the great job of, like, not fully responsible, but, like, can come on whenever you want. You have that pass. Exactly. It's the best. It's like having a friend with a boat. I got friends with a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a lifetime contract, too. Yeah. So. Um, and, and just quick update, guys. I want you to know I'm fighting through the pain. Uh, I did get stung by a bee today. So oh, I'm okay. It's all it's all right. Podcast going to keep coming. Is but... it the pain from that? Or <coughs> did we did we expose you from my beatdown in the 40-yard dash I had <laughs> when I visited you? Did I don't think we did. <laughs> I do not think we did. So Anthony and I went to a concert together, had a few drinks, and for whatever reason – that drunk scott that night thought i'm gonna race anthony in the 40 yard dash after this because there's a training facility or whatever (laughs) yeah he beat me by at least 15 yards it i mean it was not close (laughs) it was not close i have lost my speed that's all right you're uh you're more of a gimli would say you're you're wasted on cross country or, no, yeah. yeah, you're more of an. You should have been more of a natural sprinter, I guess I should say. So maybe <sighs> you're not quite. Yeah, very fast over short distances. Yeah, you're not quite <laughs> up to Gimli standards, I suppose. But well, hey, hey, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's just it's just good to be here. It's it's. Let's get into the show here. Um, start with what we're watching. Adam, as the guest, you. I will have you go first. Whatever you want to talk about. I've been watching much. I've I've been kind of busy with other stuff, but I did go to the theaters and see Thor: Love and Thunder a week ah. or two ago. So I I mean it's a Marvel movie. I really liked it because I'm a big Taika guy, but it got some mixed reviews, and I know I can understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a very particular style that was not maybe quite what 
some MCU fans want, but I, I liked it quite a bit, and it was fun. Um, I haven't watched much else. Premier League soccer started this weekend, so I watched, like, six games of soccer in two days. That That's was awesome. fun. But, you know. That. And you went to that soccer game at Lambeau, right? Yeah. I did. I even got my shirt on right now. Oh, oh shit, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, that was a ton of fun. I got... Maybe a little too drunk, but I enjoyed no. the experience, and uh, it was a great time and to see some, some world-class players I at Lambo. I love the Snapchats. Adam seemed like he was having an amazing time that he was sending to them. I, I did have an amazing time, but I, I was pretty pretty, pretty. <laughs> Nothing fun. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, it but that's sweet, though. Yeah. Okay, Anthony, you. What? Me? All right. Um, as I've been talking about Agnosium for the last couple weeks, Better Call Saul my opinion at this moment the best show going but that could easily change because the last episode is next week the fucking finale it's been great um i'm gonna be sad to be out of this whatever breaking bad world that they've created um yeah it's just gonna be this previous penultimate episode was insane a lot of shit's gonna happen in this last episode i just it's yeah it's been good not quite as good as breaking bad but very very close um yeah, it's been awesome. And then I watched uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights for the first time. Whoa. That's the Mark Wahlberg movie where it was really his big break. Um, he plays Dirk Diggler, a porn star in, like, the 80s in L.A. Um, and his manager slash director of films is Burt Reynolds. Is I can't remember his name in the movie. I, it's bad. But anyway, it's... John C. Riley plays another performer, and they kind of like become best friends throughout the whole thing. But it's yeah, it's a great story. It's not just all about the porn industry, but it it just deals with the ups and downs of like becoming famous in general. And Mark Wahlberg's pretty good in it for just being a pretty raw talent at the time. Uh, and like the last thirty five minutes, really, is just like batshit crazy, like insane. Like I don't want to call it like action, but it's just like a ridiculous twist or like not a twist but a turn of events that you wouldn't expect from like the first hour and a half of the movie um but yeah no it's very good i would highly recommend it i'd probably give it like an eight out of ten first for on first time viewing i thought it was really good all right jim would you like to go next sure so i've been continuing to watch uh love island i was gone for a few days so mm. had to get caught back up binge that um, you're aware of the format of the show, Scott, so you know that for one week of the show, they send half the men or half the women off to what they call Casa Amor to test the relationships they've built with the people in the main house that they're all living in and send in a new batch of men and women to try and couple up with either half at uh, the two separate insane <laughs> houses that they rent for them. Um, oh, go ahead, Scott. I, no, I just it's just this show is amazing. <laughs> it's it's really a wild premise. <laughs> they've they've switched it up a little bit this year. Normally they try and make sure that everyone is in a pretty decent like pairing off before they send them off to Casa Amor. Did not do that. They sent multiple people off single to either side. Mm -hmm. um, and additionally, Casa Amor has the hideaway. Um, in addition to the main villa having a hideaway, which is basically the designated, like, sex room, private for one couple. And it's very, very strange. Um, 
that they've done this at this Casa Amor sort of place, you know, where the people who are supposed to already be in a relationship basically go to get, like, a week to be away from their major air quote significant others that they've attached themselves right. to. Anyways, that's the garbage reality it's TV I've watched. that they come up with this stuff. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of garbage, I can go next. Here's a quick Bachelorette update. Uh, so, Jim, have you been keep, keeping up on this? Absolutely not. With okay. five episodes a week of Love Island, we totally fell off Bachelorette. Okay. Um, sorry, my cat Hold made on. Five di- episodes a week? Yeah. Are you behind, or is that just what's airing? That is just what's airing, and we are totally caught up Holy right shit. now. That's insane. What? Why? Um, it's long seasons, very long what seasons. What the fuck? Long seasons yeah. in terms of number of episodes, but it only goes on for like six or seven or seven or eight weeks, I'd say. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. It's still like that's still thirty-five to forty episodes. Oh that's yeah. Insane. It's a lot. These are yeah. No. What the hell? Okay. Look, Move on. That's Adam, just okay. Look, it just blew my to, mind. Yeah, I'm not used to that <laughs> nowadays. You know, you get. You get spoiled we, if you get, like, three episodes dropped right for you right away, and then you got to wait a week for each one, and there's only, like, ten. So, like, we, four to five is, like, insane. We have some some listeners who are Love Island fans. Shout out to you guys. Um, but the – I think the idea is, like, if you want the trash TV, we're going to give it to you in a fucking wheelbarrow. That's what Love Island is. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. In The Bachelorette, like, as I'm about to talk about, there's a lot of cuts of, like – is this what they really said? Like, did are we getting the full context here, or did they just take a sound bit and run with it? Whereas Love Island, it's like you get the full shit. So I can and I don't know if that's that. true because on Love Island, they they play a lot of them off as characters, you know? Yeah. Like they obviously edit it to show a certain narrative that's going to get the most play on the internet and with their fans who like to watch trash TV like me. Yeah, you know, well, so you hey, always got to take what happens on the, any of these shows with more than a grain of salt. I, as a fellow fan of trash TV, nothing wrong with that, Jim. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so, would you believe that in the Bachelorette, they split the couples up, so they have to they split the men up, so they have to pick one girl to go for, even though there were two. That was the fun of it in the beginning. Was like, which one are they going to go for? Well, would you believe that one who picked the other now wants to go back for the other one? And would you believe, I would believe that? And would you believe that the other woman was like, "Hey, I really respect you as a friend. Like, I won't, I won't do this with this guy." And then she gave him a rose. Would you believe that? Would you believe that? Uh, <laughs> I have some issue with what the Bachelorette is now doing. Like in the beginning, I thought this was kind of fun. But now what I think it's doing is preying on insecurities, and I'm not as much of a fan anymore. There's no. A lot... This show? Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was going to say that happens every year. It's just more this, this is year. worse. This is worse, though, because, like, I mean, you're basically, I don't know, you're just, you're making an insecure person more insecure. So, uh, anyway, that's the Bachelorette update. And then I watched Hard Knocks. Anthony, did you watch? No, I haven't yet. I okay. There. Guys. Uh, Dan, Dan Campbell, Jamal Williams actually uh, uh, stole the show uh, of crying tears of love for football, and he was so impassioned by his own speech and of love of his friends that he started crying. Um, I love that guy. Love him. We were at we were at uh, I was at before this I was at a 
event for U.S. Venture, and they had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon there interviewing, and Aaron Jones talked for like seven minutes about Jamal Williams and how much he loves him, which is very cool considering they're not on the same team anymore. Was that but, the guy who hid in the other bathroom? Uh, yeah, and uh, Matt LaFleur and A.J. Dillon were there today too. I did get to say hi to all three of them. It was very cool. John Kuhn also was right next to me in the bathroom, so what's up, John, if you're listening? Uh, sorry, I didn't say did hi. Did you ask Jones or Dylan, uh, how, how they're feeling for, like, should I draft them in fantasy? Like, uh, I have a new strategy in fantasy of only drafting Aaron Jones on every team because I think he's going to be an absolute monster this that's year. That's a new strategy. <laughs> he's going to catch so many passes. Like, he's going to be our Debo Samuels. I hope uh, so. Yeah, but better. No. <laughs> yeah. Well. Offense to, De- to Debo, actually. Yeah. Wuss. Anyway, uh, that's all I'm watching, I think. Did I have anything else? Nope. So, uh... Did you want to talk about your adventure? Yeah! Yeah, we can if I, if we want. Um, so just highlights I, if you want, yeah. So I mean, cool. yeah, the most interesting thing to people is only going to be the highlights anyways. But, uh, well, well, I spent four days in Indianapolis at Gen Con uh, this past week. Um, which is the largest board game convention in North America. Uh, 50,000 people come to try new board games. You know, we spent all of our time in a vendor hall, wandering around to booths, demoing new board games that are not out, Um, doing events to play games with random people and try things that we haven't played before. It was really a very cool experience. I spent a pile of money on all kinds of new things. And Angie has had to suffer through playing games with me every night since I got back. <laughs> I'm I'm sure she loves that though. I mean, awesome. come on, she is gonna ma- she's gonna marry you after all, right? I mean, she's reconsidering, you know, after the <laughs> the pile of board games I brought back because it was a pile. Um, yeah, but it was right. fucking sweet. Well, I'm glad you had fun, sir. Uh, is it is it time? It, it is time for the review. Of Lord of the Rings Two Towers. No high porn this week. Uh, Anthony and I did a pretty okay job of high porn last week. So, no high porn this week. Uh, the this hype is, a, is, this is a it's fucking 100. Too, yeah. It's episode like, 100, yeah. You don't, it hypes if you, itself up. Yeah, if you're not listening to this and aren't, like, a little excited, you may not have a pulse. I don't know. Like, sorry. But, um, Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Jim, do you have the IMDB description? I do. So while Frodo and Sam edge closer to Mordor with the help of the shifty Gollum, the Divided Fellowship makes a stand against Sauron's new ally, Saruman, and his hordes of Isengard. Perfect. Um, hey, Jim, what what was that last word that you just said? Isengard? <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> Um, I don't know how we're going to do this in the review, but try not to say the word Isengard is all I'm going to (laughs) say. I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not going to do it every time. I'm not going to do it every time. Classic YouTube. Yeah. um, One of like the first meme videos I think ever made. 
I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Um, but great, great description there, Jim. Um, God, guys, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Uh, what would be yeah. the easiest well, Is this going to be a review, or is this just going to be us gushing about Lord I of the Rings? I think it could end up just being gush fest. I don't think... Yeah, I think it should be a gush fest. Like, I want to talk about the parts you guys love. Like, that's, that's what I want to talk about. So... Right. Um, in a little bit of a... part I don't like. Yeah, parts oh. that we like in a little bit of, like, I guess, chronological order, I could suppose, let's, would be the best way to do it. But well, it really doesn't matter. Well, let's, let's, let's get the part that you don't like out of the way first. Let's just get it out of the way, Adam. Legless skateboarding down that stairs pisses me off every time I see it. And why? <laughs> and why? I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good explanation. It just looks stupid. But he's on that you- X Games shit. He and is on that X Games shit. It was 2002 in his defense. <laughs> I feel like his two on, if this was like a Tony Hawk's Underground game, his dexterity like rating would be like off the charts. For oh, yeah. So, I mean, I get it, though. It's pretty. He even kickflips the shield into an orc's neck. Right. I don't, it gets, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry Elves are notoriously light on their feet. None of this seems outside of the realm of possibility. <laughs> I mean, I will agree with you. Fair okay. enough. All right. <laughs> Here's the part that I, I don't retract my complaint. <laughs> here's the part that I don't like. Um, Battle of Helm's Deep, ten thousand Urukai. At any point in the movie, there's like scenes where Legolas and Aragorn have their back to the rest of these Urukai and are f- like fighting and saying funny phrases. All it would take is one to come behind them and kill them. That's Our my main g- characters, though. I know, but like. <laughs> They're in the middle of the masses so many times, and you're like, okay, why isn't somebody trying to kill them from behind? When Gimli and Aragorn jump across the oh, gap yeah. onto the causeway. Dude, there's like <laughs> there's like a thousand of them. It's insane. With nowhere to retreat. Yeah. Yeah, without it, hopping back across the same valley or uh, gorge. They just get on a rope and ride back up. Which, well, that, I mean. It's like at that part, too, there's like one little subtle part where Theoden like tells them to get out of there and he like distracts them for a moment and then they get grabbed. The last thing Theoden sees is them getting grabbed and then he, and he boards, boards up, up the, the fucking final hole. window and it's like, well, you just, you just gonna just let them just think they're okay? Which, I mean, you know, plot armor, but that's fine, but he's just like, oh shit, they just got grabbed, let me just, you know, seal them up. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 picks, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, very much so. This is a, this movie's a 10. Like, oh, I'm yeah, just well, right. get I mean, out of it. The whole damn thing I got a couple but... nitpicks too about it. Go okay. Ahead. Um. So when they're at Osgiliath, Faramir has an impossible time when he's thrown around Gollum, trying to act like there's actually weight in his hand. He can't do it because it's, it's because CGI. Gollum CGI. Yeah. yeah. You know that's right. okay. not his fault, but it's uh, uh, it's a fault of the movie. Um, and additionally, in the pine forest after the end of the Battle of Helm's or uh, after uh, they escape Osgiliath, Gollum does not move a single one of the inches of pine needles on the ground. As he walks? Yeah, he additionally seems to slide across the ground without making any sort of tracks. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Jim's got a keen eye. And then yes, um, work. I, I sent this to the group snap, and no one commented on it. I was so upset. The Isengard larder is like a fucking mile from the well, actual that. tower. With all the food? Yeah, with a fully cooked yeah. turkey that's going to be cold as ice it's by the time it actually reaches Isengard, or uh, Saruman. 
In addition to the fact that it would be covered in ash and dust from all of their activities out there. Right. Who cares about the food? We got longwood leaf. Yeah. Or long bottom leaf. One barrel each. Yeah. We just it if fucking you got it. Ma- uh, you... Lord of the Rings pot. Might as do, well. Do we ever, like, see Legolas eat? No. I don't think no. so. I think he eats some Lembus in, huh. in, uh, in, in the, the first movie. Yeah, in the extended scenes in the first one, he takes one bite and he goes to Marion Pittman. He's like, Lembus bread. One bite can like fill you up for a full day. And they both yeah. look at each other and they go, oh, how many did you eat? And they're like, four yeah. or something. So, so once again, Lord of the Rings has, has, has made the plot point for me. Thank you very yeah. much. That's um, okay. All right. Now... Let's get into things we love. Uh, one. Literally everything else. Most yeah. of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, like, for me, and, and we'll, this is kind of going backwards a little bit, but I think the Battle of Helm's Deep is my favorite 30 minutes of, eh, it's maybe like 45 minutes of this entire franchise. Like, well, that's an aggressive yeah. statement. For me. This is me. Uh, I don't think that's that aggressive. I, I think it's arguably... I mean, the Battle of Pelennor Fields in the third one is pretty remarkable. Yeah. But there's just something about this being, like, the longest shot, like, battle sequence in, like, any movie ever is just, like... And it, it's incredible. And as much yeah. as we like to make fun of the nitpicks Jim brought up, which are very hilarious, this movie also just doesn't... It amazes me when it shouldn't that these movies just... It holds up just yeah unbelievably well like it's so stupid like the orcs like talking to mary and pippin when they're like running with them obviously that's just like costume mm-hmm. it just looks eighty thousand times better than anything that was in the hobbit and i'm just like this is incredible this is just what i love so much it looks it looks feels sounds everything was just amazing really yeah perfect. And I mean, like, to go back a, a, a little bit, like, the start of the movie, Merry and Pippin have been captured by the Urukai from Fellowship of the Ring because they think that um, one of them holds the ring. Uh, what part. Okay, so I want to get to the part where obviously the Urukai got attacked by this would be the men of Gondor? Rohan. The Riders of Rohan. Riders of Rohan. The banished group. Yes. Yep. Led by Aramir, right? Yeah, the yeah. Rohirrim, right? Yeah. yeah. These yeah. dudes are fucking badass, first oh, yeah. of all. Uh, they leave no trail behind. They basically said, we left no survivors. <laughs> badass line. Um, how the fuck does Aragorn do this thing when they get to where Merry and Pippin were with the Urukai? How does he do this thing where he just, like, tracks their every movement by the That's ground? That's his thing. He's a ranger. It is? Ranger. Yeah, I mean, like, that's literally his thing. Okay. His like, title is Ranger of the North. Right. So, so he... like, he's, like, basically the best tracker alive. I see. Yeah. And Legolas is, like, the best seer, hearer. Um, that's yeah. just all elves if he happens to be with them. Okay. Okay. And what is... So what about Gimli? Just a good fighter? He's just a cool dude yeah <laughs> yeah his um, dad was a very important dwarf <laughs> yes but mary and pippin run into the forbidden forest is it called no. fangorn forest fangorn. fangorn forest okay and they have a run-in with ents which are the tree people essentially 
Did everybody watch the extended version? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, am I right in thinking that there's so much more Ents in the extended version yes, than there is? 100%. Okay. Okay. It's overwhelming. Um, do you think <laughs> so? Well, do you think it's too much? Especially in the book. Um, in the two There's towers. a lot of ends in the book. Yeah, so like the amount of times you read the words "Don't be hasty" oh or it takes a very long time to say something and right. end is uh, you, you read those words a lot of times. And you get a lot of dialogue between Mary and Pippin talking about how long it takes for like ends to speak and like sing. It's it's yeah. pretty bad. So like this in this movie is a lot like the book. It just like almost drowns you in like the slow moving but it's fine you know it's why it's in the extended version but yeah there's a lot lot. additionally they cut from the battle of helms deep to the ent council or the ent moot i believe it's called yeah i think like 10 fucking times yeah yeah and it's not quite as bad in the in the cinematic version but it's still right in the middle right and i remember what like the first time i saw it like before i not before but yeah, before before I really appreciated like the series, I was like, whatever, eleven years old, and I was like, I want to see the cool battle. Why are we cutting to these trees? God, I know it doesn't bother me quite as much anymore. It breaks up the action. It's an important plot. It just feels so I, jarring. I, I can understand the, uh, the yeah. It is a little jarring. Yeah. Um, also, in the extended version, a very important thing that I wanted to bring up. The part where Aragorn's 91, or whatever it was, I don't remember. 87. I was like, what? Like, I think this may have been the first time I watched the extended version. Because he doesn't say that in the regular movie, I don't no, think. That, that's an extended scene. Yeah. We did talk about this on episode 50, though. Did we really? About, yeah, all the people's ages. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Look at me not doing my research. Like, Frodo and Sam are like 40. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that it, it does make sense. The Aragorn one doesn't, but, like, so he will die eventually is the idea, right? Yeah, he's a magical Lord of the Rings can, and he dies at 210, I think he is. Okay. Um, and, yeah, the thing is, is just the, where he, because obviously there's magic and shit or whatever, but, like, his bloodline, Numenor, from where he's from, they're just blessed with, like, longer Old age. Right. Right. And elves, are they immortal? Yeah. Okay. So that's why when head elf, uh, whose name is help, Elrond, Elrond, he's telling Liv Tyler that she's he's like, well, this dude's gonna fucking die. So you chose this path, basically, because Liv Tyler and Aragorn want to be steamy together, very much they so. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna come out and say it. The pointy ears on Liv Tyler. It works. She looks good. <laughs> she does. I mean, like, I don't... there's even a scene where Aragorn like lovingly caresses her pointy ears, <laughs> and and you know there's some weird thing, some Peter, weird yeah, form. It's, like Peter, it's probably like a Peter Jackson cake or something. <laughs> probably. It's like Tarantino <laughs> on feet. Right. Yeah, oh, it was just because yeah. Tarantino has feet. Peter Jackson has pointy ears. Yep. Yeah, but like, I can't. You know, I. I I've, I've, obviously, this is recency bias, but like those two's on-screen chemistry, uh, Viggo Mortensen and Liv Tyler, whew, they. I will say, like, wow. n- obviously, no one got nominated for anything, like individually acting-wise, but like Viggo Mortensen in these movies is f- unbelievable. Like, yeah, I if anyone were to, in my opinion, I think he would be the one that could have deserved 
but it's so hard in such an ensemble movie really to like get a nomination but i think <laughs> i don't know if there was one person that probably could have it would be him in my I, opinion I was watching this and actually uh, uh, pinpointed in my head where he lost the Oscar, and that was the scene where he thinks Mary and Pippin are dead, kicks the helmet, and goes, Rah! and then falls Did to his know? knees. This is the big Did meme. You know? <laughs> That's so true. Everybody gets it. That's the thing, Scott. You know, There's a huge meme that goes around the internet. Where like they show that scene, and then it's like everybody's or every girl's boyfriend comes in and says, "Did you know he actually <laughs> broke his foot in that scene?" Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that scream is real pain. He oh, broke two sh- toes. No way. <laughs> he yeah. kicks the helmet. And he kicked it too hard. <laughs> so he was like kind of trying to stay in character. Yeah. Oh my and god. That's, and then that's the take they used. Yep. Okay, well, you know what? That was his Oscar winning moment then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really shit. committed. Yeah. I mean, the movie uh, did win two Oscars for sound editing and visual effects. You know, it yeah, didn't right. go totally unloved. Well, no. I mean, and then obviously the last one wins like 13 yeah, Oscars. They, but... they gave it all for the last one. They right. just made it, basically made it for the whole series. Yeah. Yep. So something we haven't touched on so far in this review is Frodo and Sam's journey piece of this because this is kind of the biggest character build I think we get of Frodo in the entire series, probably. This is where we f- we really see the full power of the ring and where we see how hard this journey is on him uh, through kind of his lens a little bit. And... I I think, to me, where I, I started liking Frodo a little bit more was rewatching this movie again and realizing, like, even with this huge weight and, 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 like, everything that he's going through, he finds compassion for a creature that no one has found compassion for. Like, that, that piece I really, really liked in this, in my opinion. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a combination of the conversation he had with Gandalf in the first movie about Gollum, and mm-hmm. then him starting to feel the ring corrupt him himself, mm-hmm. and understanding what 300 years or whatever the fuck it was could do to you if you had it with you. Yeah. Right, right and he's the only one who truly would understand how Gollum felt during that time. Right. And even yeah. still has only experienced a small portion of it. Yeah. And... And I guess to this this run through, I I think I realized that like is is Gollum the star of this movie in a way like in a small way because kind of yeah his scenes are fucking electric like his back and forths with himself are uh, they're they're so fun like I they're really well done yeah they are like the the the. The switch back and forth is just so well, perfect. Yeah, well, I, fucking I, Andy Serkis, though. I mean, he's just yeah. incredible. And it's like, it goes back to the long-time argument, like, starting with these movies, pretty much. Like, should people get nominated for, like, you know, VFX acting or what, however you want to call it? Motion capture. Motion, yeah. And it's like, he could probably win it, like, every year. But, I mean, yeah, he's in, it's incredible. Or even if there yeah. was uh, an award for, like, best voice actor, you know, because... You know, he'd win that hands down, especially for these performances. I also remembered how much I love the scene where Sam finds a rabbit. Well, Gollum finds the two rabbits. He he kills them or whatnot. 
And, like, the fact that he's just so pissed that Sam would put him in a stew. And he's like, we eat them raw. Like, <laughs> he's just... Gross. You just Every fucking... Every time... <laughs> Every time my wife cooks potatoes, I, I say the potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. They're on the stew. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, but it's no, perfect. I mean, a lot a lot happens with Frodo and Sam in this. Obviously, they get captured by Faramir. Um, the quick, quick interlude. This yeah. was, I was talking to Adam before you guys hopped on with some of the computer problems or whatever. This is the one thing, Adam, that I like. Don't really, I will never, ever understand, like the positioning or like the sight line that those two soldiers have walking into Mordor oh, when yeah. Sam and Frodo like fall down that hill and they cover up. I'm like, I will never. Is there rocks in between them or like? It feels like they're in the wide open. Can somebody help me out with this? Because I, I can't either. Because they, they, you can see their feet underneath I, the blanket. I know. I'm just like they did not do a good job of like showing the locations of where the yeah. They it, were. It's not clear at all. I think because I was paying attention this time too because yeah. that's bothered me in the past. I think because when they come out of the blanket, they take like two steps forward and they're immediately behind a rock. Okay, so maybe. So I think. From where they're marching, there's a bunch of rocks in the way, and they just saw some dust or whatever, so they went to check it out. Sure. So right. They come, like, around the rock, and then you can see their feet, because they're, like, right next to them. And then they leave, and then there's a bunch of rocks in the way. Again. Yeah, and I, I did try to, I like... think is what's supposed to be happening, right. but it's not clear at all. Yeah. Whatever did CG to, like... that they did on the cloak to make it look like a rock was top tier, though, because it totally oh, looks yeah. like a rock. Very yeah, because... it looks like a rock, but it's obviously not. It's got, like, that uncanny valley where you can, like, look at it and be like, it's not really a rock, right? But it's close enough. And it looks good though when they like pull it back yeah. too. But yeah. I did, I did try to think this time too a little more like open minded. I was like, and hobbits are very, very small, so they can like hide behind a rock probably. But I still like to this day, I'm, that scene's always just like, how the fuck do they not see them? <laughs> like I don't get it. What's going on here? Well, um, you know, I think to me, I always thought it was they just blended in like a rock. Like, that was my... Yeah, that's definitely what happens when they put the cloak on. Right, right. But, like... Yeah, because Sam is buried like up, right like up in there waist. before that. Right. Yeah. And Frodo's, like, trying to dig, dig Sam out of the earth. I'm just like, ah, they're walking right at him. And, like... How... I don't know. How did he get that deep in the rocks? Like, he caused a landslide of some sort. I get that he's a hobbit, but, like, he is buried. Like, his arms are on top, like this. Like, it's it's not good. It's a, yeah. it's a bad situation, and this this franchise could have ended a lot sooner. Yeah. It would have been done. Then right after there. the soldiers turn around, Frodo digs like two total inches, and Sam is just able Sam's to free, free himself. He just pulls wow. himself out. Yeah, we got big feet. We need the we need the main <laughs> characters. We need the main characters. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, like to to finish Frodo's journey through this movie. Um, we essentially get him again to where he's got a battle with uh, what is what is the term of this? Uh, what's a ring wraith? Is that the? There you go. Yep. Uh, um, and or then, Nazgul. And not the Nazgul. The, the elvish name. Yes. So we get another battle where he's getting called by the Nazgul, and fucking Elijah Wood is legit. I, I have. I mean, what else do you say? Um, but yeah. What else we get in this in this from Samwise Gamgee is he's just the most loyal dude, man. Like, 
so many times he could just be like, I'm fucking over this. Never happens. Good old Sam's always there. Unbelievable speech. Yeah, Samwise uh, the Brave. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get chills when he when he's kind of going through that speech, to be oh, honest. Oh, it's incredible. Sean yeah. Astin is insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. But, um... So we it, love best friends with gay undertones. It's... it's yeah. I mean... Yeah. It, is that what it is? But then... Uh, yeah, I mean, Sam goes and gets married and has kids, though, right after. Yeah, something. no, I'm not saying right. it's... No, but it's, it's definitely well. I mean, Mary and Pippin too. It's pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah it's huh. weird. they're they're more broy. I was gonna Sam say, aren't they? Sam cousins? and Frodo, there's some moments. <laughs> well, that's true because Frodo loves to shit on Sam. You know, obviously there's ring corruption involved, but like Sam, you know, he he takes it like a champ, and he really will do anything for him. But yeah, I it's 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 there. I think. I mean, obviously in Return of the King, it gets a lot worse, and Frodo's a real bitch in return of the oh, king yeah. um yeah. but this one it's not that bad it's just well, kind of like you made an amazing point it's like yeah this is like in the beginning he's still you know whatever it's getting tough but like by the end of this movie you definitely see some of those lashing outs that we see a lot of in the return of the king so like it is a right good, it's a good bridge for sure i think i think like if you look at return of the king um as a so like if you just looked at it itself you'd be like frodo's a dickhead but like you watch uh, fellowship and two towers and you're like well i mean i'd be way worse than he's being like he's got the weight of the entire world on his yeah. finger essentially so like i think it just does a really good job of developing what frodo's actually going through like it it yeah. gives you a better picture and obviously the parallels with Gollum as well help so yeah, smeagol we can call him smeagol as well because the yeah. the the good portion of of Gollum is Smeagol, so yeah. um, it's it's really sad that Smeagol dies. <laughs> it really is. Whoa! But... Spoilers. We haven't watched that movie. Yet. Sorry, uh, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, please watch it. <laughs> we will be reviewing it in fifty episodes. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, you weren't planning on seeing it. All right, like come One on, thing, I just and you're missing probably... out. Right. Or you're Adam's kids and you haven't been and you've just been born and they will eventually see it, obviously. Right. So um, this they is watched a, most of uh, Two Towers with me today. So. Fuck yeah! Kind of a cool plug though for the hundredth episode. This is the twentieth anniversary of this movie. The Two Towers came out in two thousand. Really? Like the today? Well, maybe not today, but two thousand two. Oh, okay. This movie yeah. came out. That'd be fucking insane. I, this yeah, was a I summer think. blockbuster, though, okay. wasn't it? Was it a summer movie? I feel like it had to have been like a Christmas time thing, but I I can't remember. The I'm perusing the IMDb. It's always there. I will lose my shit. If I it's would lose today. my shit if it was like August or July of 2022. It would be pretty crazy. Ah, uh, this was December a winter 18th. one, December 18 of 02. Okay. Shit. Every Whatever. single Lord of the Rings movie has been released in December, yeah. including The Hobbits. I Do remember those The count? Hobbits being kind of christmas time yeah because before the first one came out i was like super hyped for it did they do super long theater runs because i swear to god i remember seeing return of the king in the summer in the theater look at these movies lord of the rings 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 king kong why (laughs) peter jackson oh yeah Yeah. shit okay fair point um but yeah so i mean when when we complete Sam and Frodo's journey, essentially we're we're basically agreeing to continue. That's that's from this movie. 
Now what I want to get into, because it fucks with my head, and I'm hoping you guys can unwind it, two things. One, I want to talk about the dreams that Aragorn has with Liv Tyler, and like, what's going on there. If it's just a dream, or like, I'd like to unwind the thoughts there. The other I want to talk about is explain to me Saruman, how Gandalf is Saruman, but different, like, so let's start with Aragorn's dreams, because I think this one might be quicker. Is he just having dreams about this woman? Is that all that's it's happening? It's unclear, and most of this is not in the books, this part, the Arwen okay. Aragorn stuff. So yeah. there's not a lot of source material on it. I don't Shh. think it matters. There could it could be elf magic. Yeah. Uh, it could be it just, could just be dreams with connection. how much he loves her, revives him. Right. I don't know. Right, because don't Arwen and Elrond both have the gift of foresight? I think so. Yes. So whether or not that is uh, somehow passed to him via the fact that she yeah. loves him. And she did give him her <sighs> basic life, lifeline, essentially, whatever it is. Yeah. So who knows? Because, um, yeah, at some point she – is it It wasn't in this one. It's in the third one where she sees a child in their future at some yes. point. That's the third oh. one. She, she has a vision in, yeah. in Return of the King, right. a child. So – Mm. Yeah, there's probably okay. just some sort of magical connection, I'm sure. Okay. Um, let's switch to the other then. So, and I want to go back somewhat to the beginning of the movie again. Uh, the falling scene where he's fighting looks uh, sick as fuck. It's insane. so awesome. Like the, I, it looks it's real. So sweet. It's, it's fucking so dumb. Cool. How good the it, Balrog looks. Oh in my god. Like, dude, I. I grabs Glamdring out of the air and then stabs the Balrog? Question, is that that's not in the theatrical, is it? Yeah, it, 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 it is? It's it, it, it opening scene. Of, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just tr- I'm trying to remember what is and isn't, but... I think they add a lot of the tracking shots of the mountain beforehand. Okay. In yeah, the, the tracking shots of the mountain is much longer than the... Uh, yeah. Just felt like I needed to say that that scene is fucking sweet. Yeah, um, but so... So does Gandalf die? Yes. Yes. Comes so this, back to this life. Is, this is complicated. Yes. As Saruman? No. Gandalf the White. Yes. Right. So, so the line he says is, "I am Saruman," and then he pauses and says, "As he was supposed to be." So, the quote-unquote gods of Middle Earth, because he's not. Gandalf isn't human. He's like a fallen, like not a god, but sort of like an angel kind of shit thing. I, it's very complicated. I don't fully understand it myself because I haven't read all of the Silmarillion. But he, he's not—he's not human. He is some sort of higher being. Mm. They sent him down to help Middle Earth with their issues. He dies. They send him back, and they're like, "Well, we also sent Saruman, but he's all fucked up. So now you're the White One. So you're the most powerful." Right. So, so he's would... Saruman as he was supposed to be because the god people sent him back as a more powerful wizard. So essentially, if and I'm not saying any of this is true, don't worry. So if they sent two Jesuses down and one Jesus was like, fuck all you people. I'm going to kill you all. And then they had to send out another one to save him. That's essentially what we have happening here. Closer. It's more like they already sent Jesus and like Peter, oh. so like second second more most important guy, and then Jesus was like, "Fuck all you guys, I'm oh messing with shit," and then God was like, "Okay, I guess Peter 
I got to give you more power to deal with this other dude. Yeah, it's more like they're promoting number two. Right. Yeah. So, essentially, God was wrong. He picked the wrong dude. In this... I I suppose, yes. In this Mm. world, yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe in this... Yeah. Um, Okay. So... Uh, it's it's a lot more complicated than that, and I may have even got some stuff wrong. But that's that sounds, the gist. yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what. It I is. mean, am I right in saying that um, Peter Peter Jackson was probably using quite a bit of biblical shit in this? Like, I mean, I don't well, think Peter oh, well, Jackson was. was using biblical shit. Yeah, I mean, token, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, like, I I think Gandalf is like. the scene where he comes over the hill and helms deep is fucking sick as hell like we'll get to that eventually um but like the scene where he comes back and like doesn't fully remember how he was as gandalf the gray is pretty great too like when Mm -hmm. when legolas and gimli and aragorn are in the in the uh forest forget the name faragorn forest got it um faragorn oh shit close enough yeah close enough um i've been drinking today what can i say um on a wednesday great day hell yeah that when they attack this this thing that they see in the forest like when legolas is like we are not alone um and they kind of make gandalf's voice sound like saruman that's pretty sweet yeah it's like they're they're fucking with him a little bit there i was reading some of the imdb trivia so not only did they layer uh, the voices of Christopher Lee and uh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Ian McKellen. Oh, Ian, dude. Ian. Yeah, Ian. Yeah, they they layered their voices on top of each other to make it unclear which one it was, and apparently also it's hard to tell because like the, the light is so bright anyways. But apparently they like merged their faces too. Like it's like <laughs> Christopher Lee's eyes on uh, Ian McKellen's face. That's cool. That's fuck. Yeah. This scene I like too a lot because you've. Unless, like, in, like, things I've read, just backstories and everything, like, two, like, it's a lot of what Adam said, like, two of these guys, especially, like, Aragorn and Legolas, like, Gandalf, like, you know, Adam really pretty much said this already, but Gandalf was, like, you know, basically an unkillable, like, basically god-type person, so when they watched him, like, die, it, like, struck them more than most, like, they were basically seeing, like you know something that was impossible happened before their eyes so like him coming back to them i think is like a great like it's like the one of the only times in these three movies where you can really see how much him or like his presence meant to like the group because it was like having him on their side was like a huge boost to like feels like they could accomplish anything so that was just a cool scene for sure yeah because sauron is treated as tertiary god or god equivalent almost in terms right. of bad yeah, he's gods, the, I'm pretty sure he's the same race as Gandalf, the like Valinor or whatever, like the the oh. lesser lesser deity or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, um, one another scene kind of related to the Saruman Gandalf uh, storyline here. When as this whole movie, Saruman's essentially trying to wipe man off the face of the earth. That's that's what he's trying to do. He's building a giant army for it. And he wants to build an army of 10,000 to do so. Uh, and at, we get, what's the name of this loser that gets banished from the kingdom? What's his name? Grima Wormtongue. Yeah, Wormtongue. 
is now the uh, bitch of Saruman. How this happens, I have no idea. Like, he was always a plant. He was always a plant of Saruman, I think, and whatever. And he's, like, walking up the stairs with Saruman in his sick-ass black castle, which... I mean, this 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 structure doesn't make any sense how it was built. What is the castle called, Scott? I don't know. What is it? It's Isengard. Oh, I, I wanted the the music. <laughs> Shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the speaker's off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fuck. <laughs> I blew it. It's all good. It's all okay. good. Um, I'll just play it randomly at some point, and you'll be like, "Oh, perfect." Uh, but yeah. So he walks up to the Tower of Isengard, and um, while he's in the Tower of Isengard, uh, okay, I just tried to do the drop and it didn't work. Sorry, boys. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come back. He's coming upstairs, and he and and the Worm Tongue's like, "Can you? Who could get the number of ten thousand? Where you just go into like the fucking? It opens up outside, and they're just there, endless." Urukai, yeah, I got chills. Like, not just orcs, though. Yeah, like literally, like certified killing machines. Like, yeah, a big deal. It, yeah, it, it, it's pretty intimidating. It's like, oh shit, like. And those, could... um, you see a few of them. Obviously, the one that kill or the one that ends up blowing a hole through the wall. I believe those yeah. are called, are those called berserkers. Does anybody know for sure? Is like I don't know if they have an official that. name. That I would feel make like sense. that's what they called them in the games. If you guys oh, can, someone yeah. explain like the difference types? between the Urukai and regular orcs to me, because I'm not sure it's 100% made clear in the movie. I, I think, I think the Urukai are made from elves, or like, because the orcs are actually like a race. I feel like Urukai are like manufactured yeah. like soldiers yeah. or something. Maybe They're like made with Saruman's magic from like orcs and like. I don't, I don't really understand it either, but th- yeah. there's a bunch of scenes in uh, Fellowship where Saruman's, like, down in the caves, and they're, like, birthing them out of, like, these weird pods in the ground. Right. According so to the wiki to rule them all, uh, Urukai were brutal Sit. warriors of Middle-earth and the strongest breed of orc, so they are a okay. type of orc. Okay. Got it. Um, not necessarily much more distinction from there. Yeah. Okay. So is 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 Isengard is that essentially like where orcs are made? Is that what the purpose of Isengard is? Not not usually, but it, it was it was yeah. But it became until Saruman right. decided to be an asshole and start doing it. Yeah, because if you remember yeah. in Fellowship, uh, Gandalf <laughs> visits him there to consult about the ring, which is when Saruman kind of makes his original turn, um, and. Uh, it's covered when in trees and like all, a gorgeous yeah, like wizard great. sanctuary. Right. Oh, that's right. And, then, and yeah, okay, okay. Well, yeah, but like, I just love that. I love that scene where you just see the full power of this army that's gonna come to Helm's Deep that has what like three hundred people to defend it. Maybe. Yeah. I I mean it's absurd. It's an absurd concept, and it's it. <laughs> They shouldn't have won this battle. Well, the elves showed up and helped. How many? Tell that to the movie 300. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Great point. Um, 300 versus 10,000? Yeah. like those odds. I like those odds, Scott. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess. 
Um, <laughs> that, that guy dies in that movie, you know. He does. <laughs> the a fucking sh- kid or whatever. Shower of arrow arrows, just ah, kill him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of Isengard. And if you're looking for that video, there is a 24-hour version. So, awesome. oh, thank God! <laughs> thank God, because if I if I want to listen to it all day, now I can. You're welcome. Um, we do not have rights to that song, uh, so I hope you are okay with me using your work. I think this is what you would have wanted me to use it for. It I think. seems like the perfect use of that video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that'll probably be the last drop. Not gonna lie. Uh, so. What else do we need to touch on? Obviously, we'll get to Helm's Deep here, but do we need to talk about this chick who's trying to get with Aragorn? I mean, it's an interesting little love story, and he definitely, like, leads her on. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hamming it Good up. He, he's giving her the fuck-me-eyes a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's just... The beard. Right. He just does some unnecessary, like, looks and cues, I think. Yeah, and, and he's... Yeah, but, uh... She is the daughter of the king, I believe. Niece. 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 Wow, yeah. that's a whiff. Yeesh. Uh, and the king. Yeah, the she's king's... the sister then. She's the sister then of Carl uh, Urban, or like the leader of the Riders of Rohan, who got banished. Yep. Their brother and sister. Oh my god, that's Carl Urban. Yeah. <laughs> it is Carl Urban. Oh man. I like just. 25 years ago. And right? such longer hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the guy that loves to fight Homelander now. Yes. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> so sick. And he plays such a badass in this, too. I know. Fuck Great. yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, So, like, the king is under a spell from Saruman, right? Yep question why doesn't saruman just put everybody under a spell well probably a lot of work i don't know how much how hard could it be i don't know shit because like if you put aragorn under some sort of energy too yeah i guess but why not just put a spell on frodo because he's got the ring maybe he doesn't maybe you need some sort of contact like maybe grima wormtongue had to uh like slip the king something dude i don't know what an awesome scumbag person to play worm tongue too dude's just oh, yeah. greasy slimy yeah. looking like total total traitor type mentality vibes here <laughs> and obviously eventually um gandalf comes and frees him of this curse and we get the king back for for the battle of helm's deep here um like oh wow i guess we'd be skipping over completely the battle where aragorn falls off a cliff Oh, that's us talking about it's it right now. So Ar- yeah. Aragorn falls off a cliff. Uh, this is in a fight where how many animals fall on Gimli? Three? Yeah, At least two really, wargs yeah. and a couple of orcs. Warg, warg riders, yeah, they call them. The guy. Well, the wargs are the creatures, but yeah. Dude, Gimli should have died here. He's strong, man. He's been Anthony, pressing those three fucking beasts off him, pretty much. So... Guys, this is a quick story, quick, quick off story here. Uh, when I was younger, I loved to write, like I fucking loved it, and I well, used I to write us in like fourth grade. Yeah. yeah, 
I used to write stories on the whiteboard in in our fourth grade classroom. It was always about Lord of the Rings, like Lord. I would write like Lord of the Rings nine. Our notebooks. We wrote like yeah. We wrote like six sequels for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always tried to kill off a main character. Anthony would never allow it. He'd be like, "You can't kill Gimli." I'd try to. He just <laughs> wouldn't let me do it. So, even in our tenth sequel, no main characters dying. Wow. Just continued the journey of the ring. Um, There's anyway, precedent with Boromir, though. It, well, yeah, but they, he they blew their wad in the first movie. And like it was the Sean biggest, Bean. You had to kill him. He dies in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Gotta die. Contract, He's gotta die yeah. in the first season or first movie of everything he's in. So he does die a lot, he's just not in National Treasure. He, he just gets he goes arrested. To prison, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Oh shit! What was I just saying? Well, Aragorn fell. Yeah. Yeah, Aragorn falls. Uh, the the orc, it, it, in a very grotesque way, like as he's dying, explains that he took a little tumble off the cliff as there's just black blood coming out of this dude's mouth. It's fucking disgusting. I love it. Um, Did you have so some like Adam quick? But- this battle also has another Legolas dumb, like, early 2000s action moment that I don't like. Let's hear it. When he, like, is facing away from the horse and, like, runs up behind him and he, like, grabs its, like, chest and, like, flips up around it they, to, like, get on the saddle. They, Brutal. It looks so stupid. They do love Brutal. his athleticism in this movie. That's oh, really he good. floats, though, in this scene. Like, he is floating. It, it also yeah. feels it's like the CG so... makes his body stretch to make that swing. Yeah, it, it's a very weird looking right. moment and it seems completely unnecessary <laughs> but but i remember 10 year old me fucking loving it oh like, yeah for sure sick because he's just go. like up there on the hill by himself just like sniping war riders from like a mile away with his bow and then yeah yeah awesome. and then gimli rides up behind him yeah um but yeah so he, he obviously didn't die he is just at the bottom of a river here and he comes back um and now we're preparing for the Battle of Helm's Deep. So let's 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 begin with this. Yeah, we touched on a lot of the ending and when Gandalf comes, yeah. but yeah, but like the initial march and all that stuff, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I I mean I love the concept of Helm's Deep itself as it's kind of feels like a total last resort option for a city in the first place. Like they're retreating to a place they go for safety essentially and it's cornered completely like there is a back way out we eventually learn like there is a way out of there but it's the last resort is the concept it so it's a like great the structured compound for sure with built into the mountainside yeah yeah and it's supposed but can definitely see why they'd feel safe there yeah fucking worm tongue or whatever gives the weaknesses of it like you could blow up the bottoms of the water gates or whatever and get in so the urukai have an advantage which i'd like to argue the fact that urukai are very smart i think like they're they're smarter than normal orcs exactly yes um but before the battle we get them kind of standing outside preparing for it and they hear a horn and Legolas goes, that's no orc horn, and it's fucking Annie is his name? Yes? I, I don't think so. I, can't understand what I think it starts with an H. 
Aragorn says. Hanny. Hanny. That's all I'm trying to think of, too. Hadron or something like that? Is it Haleth? That could be. We suck. I think anyway. it's Haleth. Well, it's, it's a guy who dies. It's a sweet so. scene when they show up. There's great music that plays when that. that yes. Part. Yeah, the elves come in with their badass fucking armor, and they're like, we will fight with men once again. And you're just like, let's go. We have a chance. And then you get the start of the battle uh, of Helm's Deep here, and you get a little bit of comedic relief from Gimli. Uh, you gotta love when he says, I can't see what's going on, and Legolas says, shall I describe it to you? Would you like me to get you a box? Phenomenal, phenomenal right. line. Uh, Gimli short. Short king, though. Short king. Um, and then it starts raining, which just totally sets the scene for this shit. And then the orcs get close enough to Helm's Deep here, and we're all holding our arrows, and there's this old man who can't hold his fucking bow, and releases it, and kills an orc high, and they get fucking pissed. They're like, okay, shit's going down now. And then they start raising the ladders. Jim, I believe you had a point about the ladders. What is it? I had no point about the ladders. Shit. Yikes. Did anybody? I like the ladders a lot. It's a great What was concept. I reading? Wow. This level in the PS2 video oh, game fuck. Two Towers was sick. Hardest level pushing, ever. Pushing the ladders down, making sure not too many orcs get on the oh wall. My God, oh, that meter would great just get video game level. meter would get so full and I'd just lose and get so pissed off. Yeah. yeah Back when movie awesome. video games were still good. Yeah, it was oh, great. We spent so much time on Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, did. that... What a video game. Um, and the third one was even better. Like, great, great video games. Uh, but mainly, you know, you get a lot of fighting here. It's not that easy to talk podcast-wise about about much of this fight. I want to talk about, like, my favorite part of the movie, I think, is when the king, you know, we this battle continues there's there's a lot of a lot of things that go down in it but basically they have to retreat further inside and they're kind of down to like their last resort of what they're gonna do to save the city and the fucking king just goes to aragorn ride out with me and i'm just like yeah fucking but let's go i think doesn't um, aragorn convince him i'm gonna yeah i was gonna cuck king theoden here a little bit because if you notice in the return of the king He's speaking with um, his niece at one point, and he tells her that it was not Theoden that led the people to victory, because it's like because he had kind of given up a little bit, but Aragorn was trying to get people through the caves and and really rally the troops again, really showing. Oh, yeah, Theoden was hardcore yeah. moping. Right. Yes, he was. He was. But I, he gives I, a great speech about blowing yeah. the horn and all that. Yeah, sounds awesome. Once yeah. he once he changes his mind, he right. his speech is pretty fucking good. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean Theoden's awesome, but he's no Aragorn, obviously. Uh, but here's the other thing I want to talk about with the horses: they can't just like run over bodies, can they? Like, can they? Are they that? Horses are pretty fucking big and strong, man. Yeah, they just shoulder yeah. you out of the way. I feel like so. Like, them running down this ramp and just fucking orcs just fly into the sides is pretty fucking sweet. And then, of course, we're battling, and there we look over where um, Gandalf said, at the rise of the sun of the third day, you will see me. 
uh, Jesus much a little. It was the I'm... fifth day, so. Oh, oh, not then. Je- not Jesus at all. <laughs> definitely not Jesus. Definitely not Jesus. The angle that the horses are running down here, to me, feels like would be a problem. I don't know. It's a little like, steep, but. The horses would probably be like, dude, we gotta fucking slow down a little bit here. But they fucking just haul ass down that hill, and it's so fucking sweet. Yep. Love it. Right as the sun comes up, blinds the Urukai as they get fucking dismantled. Then. Yeah. Right, and Saruman, um, again, it seems using uh, some light, like, magic, you know, like he did in Fangorn Forest, does again in, um, to scare off the Nazgul in the third movie. Yeah. You know, so I mean, some of that seems manufactured by him in addition to the fact that uh, it is dawn of the fifth day. Yeah. Look to the east. So, does this, does this whole army of Urukai get eliminated completely? Yeah, because a bunch of them run, but then they run into the forest, which then just murders them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the, the Ents have now decided we're going to fucking fight against Saruman. Yeah. And they're. So all- all the trees they're not ants but like the trees of the forest like move and fuck them off yeah they know yeah, that the urukai were cutting them down over by isengard yeah some pretty some pretty great scenes over in isengard here too uh like this tree starting on fire and running into water to put it itself yeah, out i love that jim <laughs> shared that because i've always noticed that too and i just thought it was great yeah <laughs> rules yeah um but yeah so this is kind of where we leave this movie you know we know that the battle for middle earth is is coming and it's going to be in gondor right yes yeah and that's what kind of sets the stage for the third movie here is that the final battle will be it's not actually the final battle is in gondor is it it's it's at the black gate uh, yeah they, so they ride to the black yeah, gate from gondor yeah from Gondor. Yeah. One, after they battled Gondor. One additional point uh, that we leave off at the end of this movie. Smeagol, who has been kind of with Frodo and Sam for most of the movie and has been friendly at least towards Frodo, um, makes the specific decision at the end of this movie that he is going to kill them in the third movie. Right. Yes, that is true. Uh, because obviously his evil has taken over him. Well, so. he's pissed off because Faramir, Faramir mistreated him and is blaming Frodo and Sam for that. I mean, he never liked Sam, but... Faramir is an asshole to him, but, I mean, kind of justified? I don't know. Like, well, he Faramir's... Knew, like, some of that extended scene where they he Faramir releases them, he kind of reveals that he, like, knows where Gollum's taking them. So it's right. like, well, you fucking yep. shithead, there's, like, massive danger there. Like, you know? So he gives yeah. them a warning, but clearly they really don't have any other options at this point, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I'm not touching on that you guys still feel need? I mean, we could talk about this movie for another two hours, but easily. Yeah. 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 Um, There's that scene before Helm's Deep like really starts, where like Legolas and Gimli like to Aragorn are like, "Your friends are with you." Yeah. Really nice. It is. It is. (laughs) Because they. Yeah, Gimli, because he's, like, talking about how shit's got to last the night, and then Legolas, yeah, drops him, you know, the, your friends are with you, Aragorn, and Gimli's like, let's hope they last the night. <laughs> it's just all good. It's good and heartwarming, for sure. It's a great... I love a found family story. This is a great story. friendship movie. This yeah. is family. Yeah. This is... Yeah. Fuck, you know, Fast, well, fast and Furious. Found family stories family. get me every time. Yeah, uh... Great. 
it is called the Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, this, this the, the whole thing is about friendship. The I don't know. I'm not sure this is actually about family. No one cracks a single fucking Corona. Not one Corona. They smoke cracked. some weed together, though. That's gotta be close enough. <laughs> Drink some mead every now and then. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, quick touch thing. The whatever that Urkai Urkai pours in uh, Mary or Pippin's mouth is the most disgusting thing ever. Oh like, yeah. Oh. Brown oh, goop. Yeah. It's just. Ugh. Yeah. Which kind of funny though, because they kind of call the bluff that he's not actually sick. It's pretty hilarious. They're like, he's not like, and they just fucking jam that in his mouth. So, uh, do we need to talk scores? Like, I mean, we can just explain why it's a ten. Well, it, I mean, I don't think Jim gave Fellowship a ten. Jim did not. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, it's for me. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a ten for me yeah, too. I, I I can't. Jim, I give it a nine. It's near perfect. Um, I do love it. Um, Scott, if you couldn't, Jim, can you see us at least? Yeah, I can see you okay. guys. He's upset with me. I know. I'm not upset. I, I just give you what you want to give. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I just I um. You are the best of us, Jim, because you 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 stick to the. He doesn't the, the, get you, caught up in the moment, but I he can you know. he can differentiate in his head what actually is a ten, and I can appreciate that. I can't. My dumb brain just goes color. I love it. Yeah, ten. Like that's that's it's just a quick like thing. But like the fact that you stick to actually dissecting the movie, I can respect. So I'm not mad at you. Yeah, and like I, just, I said, I have my nitpicks. I think it's pretty good. I think some of the acting fails in this movie at multiple points, specifically with Carl Urban. Um. Otherwise, I think really? it's yeah. I think he acts incredibly poorly against Grima uh, when they're having their yeah. showdown. A, a a rather unimportant part too. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Other okay. than that being when he gets banished. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I th- I think that there could have been improvements. Again, it's still near perfect, and especially when you're looking at a four-hour extended cut. The complaints are very few. Is is your score any different for the theatrical cut? It's a little tighter. Obviously, it's missing mm. some of that stuff that we talked about that we like, but also Good I think it would we... still fall at that nine range because you lose out on some okay. of this additional stuff, which I love. However, again, it certainly has a tighter runtime, which in some aspects right. can and, be. And an some of the stuff it adds is completely unnecessary and superfluous. Wow, that was a tough word. <laughs> That's a very tough word. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think it would still be a nine. However, right. given the option, I'm always watching the extended editions anyways. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Adam, talk about it. This is ten. I mean, the whole trilogy is perfect. I don't know what to say. Like, okay. I, That's kind of what I, I, love, I love these movies. They're like my favorite books also. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Man. Like, there's not much more. I mean, I can... If Interstellar would have never happened to me in my life, this would clearly, far and away, probably my favorite movies in my life. So, Yeah. Um, I think this is the one I've actually seen the most, probably. Really? This is a yes. huge Scott. This is Scott's movie of this trilogy. It is. Sure. I fucking love... This is probably the one I've seen the least. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Um, I, 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 don't, I th- Not to cut you off quick, Scott, but I was just... Cause I, 
before I don't want to forget. I feel like Adam, you and I might have talked about this because we're like big. Are you a big Fellowship guy, aren't you? Yeah, I love I Fellowship. Just, I just love to turn that one on for some reason and watch yeah. that. That's the one I've seen the most yeah, for sure. I think so. I think in rewatches, you you start to respect you respect Fellowship the more times you watch it. I think. So. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, ten easy like it's 10 um so that will wrap up the review of lord of the rings two towers you can join us on episode 150 to complete this trilogy i don't think we're gonna do the hobbits i don't really want to i mean mean, we'll we'll do them eventually but they're not gonna add into this thing and be like 200 up with then like yeah what's gonna be the next big i mean i feel like We could yeah, go another route with. It's a hundred episodes we, from now, but we could go with another route of family and start doing the Fast and the Furious Wolf. movies. We could just do, <laughs> we could just keep doing the Lord of the Rings trilogy over and over. Just keep repeating it. <laughs> yeah, two hundred is gonna be Fellowship yeah. again. I mean, it's a ten again. Yeah. <laughs> Here's right. what I noticed this time. Yeah. Now we'll think of something. <laughs> we'll think of something. We we don't need to make the commitment of a hundred episodes no, down the road, um, but. Yeah, uh, next week we're going to be watching Anthony, please reveal the movie because I forgot it already yeah. again. Uh, Clint Eastwood's acted and directed Oscar winning movie, Unforgiven. Yeah. Currently uh, on HBO don't know many Max. F- Beautiful. I don't know anything about it, so I'm excited about it. And then 102, Jim, what's going to be 102? We're going to do Prey on Hulu, the new uh, Predator movie. Yes. So yeah, excited that's going to. That that's gonna be a fun one that's gonna be a fun one um jim where can the people find us as always you can follow us on twitter at we've underscore seen underscore that like us on facebook or email us at seen that podcast at gmail.com again that's s-c-e-n-e that podcast at gmail.com all right um at the end of this episode you're not going to be hearing the typical outro music it'll be a little bit after uh we have a few celebrities who wanted to I can't even be. We have a few celebrities who wanted to tell us thank you for the hundred episodes, um, so you just have to listen to those. Uh, also, I am going to put some more real ones at the beginning of this episode, so there there are well they are all real, uh, but I think you'll know what I mean. So uh, just enjoy that. I think it's pretty funny. My my wife Cassie did help me out on some of these, and she was fucking great. So. Um, Please, please do listen. I can't wait. And this would be great. It's, 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 when I when I was recording them, like Cassie came upstairs and she was like, "What are you doing?" And it just it'll make sense. Believe me. Uh, yeah, guys, hundred episodes is pretty fucking sweet. Um, you know it. I think I really do think that 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 is just kind of ridiculous to say. Again, it's only like probably 70 for me. I don't know how many I missed in busy seasons, but you know, it's still a hundred in aggregate. You know, we, we still got there somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's just pretty awesome. I mean, I know there's sure. a billion movie podcasts, but like what, like, you know, top percentage get to a hundred. I, you know, I feel like we're, we're pro let's, let's say we're in one of a thousand that have done this. I would say. Maybe less, maybe less, uh, but it, it can't be that many. No. Can't be that many. And if it is, and never missed a week. Think about that. No, we put I know. Them out there yeah. every week. 
Yeah, like, like, we're tooting our own horns right now, but I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you, you, you make a podcast sometime, people. Um, but that's why we do it, so you don't have to. Uh, Jim, any other last things you want to say? Nope. Just loving doing the pod still. Yeah. Can't imagine it, doing it with yeah. two or three other Love guys. It, boys. Yeah, and and Adam, thank you for joining again on on episode one hundred. Obviously, we we have him on like once every ten episodes. He'll be on again soon, folks. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe for we'll sure. let him let him call his shot again since since I'm on yeah, sussy from yeah. picking movies. So we'll just let him pick one. So, um, yeah. All right, it's time to wrap this up. Uh, episode one hundred in the books. See you next week for Clint Eastwood's what? Unforgiven. See you the week after that for Prey. And I love you all. Um, I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. Wait. Wait. (laughs) Sorry. Couldn't leave without Optimus Prime. (laughs) What do you have to say about episode 100? Congratulations on 100 episodes. See you next time. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. <laughs> and I'm Jim. And roll credits. Yeah, hey, yo, this is Rocky Balboa. I just want to say congratulations to the 100th episode of We've Seen That Podcast. Congratulations. I'm sending you to the podcast of We've Seen That. This is Yoda. 100. Um, this is Kermit the Frog. I'm just saying congratulations to the We've Seen That Podcast on episode 100. I love you guys. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm Matthew McConaughey, and I just want to say congratulations to some real cool dudes to the We've Seen That Podcast. Hi, folks. This is Joe Biden. I just want to say congratulations to... What were we talking about? Hi, Ken. This is Barbie. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Cowabunga, dude. This is Mikey from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Congrats on episode 100. Pizza! Crocky, mate. This is Steve Irwin from the Dead. Congrats on the 100th episode. Well, thank you, brother, for listening to the 100th episode of the We've Seen That Podcast. I'm Hulk Hogan. Brother! This is Taylor Swift. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Let's shake it off. And go for 200. This is so fetch. Congratulations on 100. I just want to say from my jail cell, congratulations to the We've Seen That Podcast. You made this country great again, and soon I'll make it out of this jail cell again. Hey guys, Patrick here. Major shout out to Scott and Anthony and Jim for 100 episodes. We've seen that podcast. What an awesome accomplishment. Congratulations, guys. Uh, had an awesome time as a guest on the show about a month and a half ago. Awesome listen about, of course, the movies and the upcoming shows, but also just the answer and friendship and listening to Scott's ridiculous views on sports and pop culture it's always a good listen so what an awesome way to bring in 100 with lord of the rings the two towers and so can't wait to see what the next 100 bring congrats guys i'm batman and i just want to say thank you all for listening to the 100th episode of the we've seen that podcast i gotta go fuck up joker now hi this is greg marcus and we just want to say we're so proud to be a sponsor of the we've seen that podcast enjoy the show Hi, all. This is Scott from the We've Seen That Podcast, the real one. Just want to say thank you all for listening to our first 100 episodes. 
and we hope to bring so much more in the future. Love you all.